for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Tori McElhaney, who covers the Atlanta Falcons for the Athletic about the Julio Jones sweepstakes. Head coach Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers said last week that they would not rule out anybody who could improve their roster or help improve the 49er roster. And after Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, they could use a big-bodied number three wide receiver. The question is, do they have the draft capital? Do they have the equity? And do they have the cap space for what it would take to get Julio Jones out of black and red and into red and gold, all things we can talk about with Tori McElhaney, who joins me next. Today is Monday, May 31st. Julio, love you. It's my pleasure to welcome Tori McElhaney. She covers the Atlanta Falcons for The Athletic. And I was thinking about you, Tori, as we were getting ready to go here on the podcast, and that's that it seems like now when you're a beat writer, you know, you used to be able to hit the offseason and get all geared up, get ready to, you know, have some vacation, get ready for next season and put stuff to the side. And now if you cover a team that's got any sort of superstar, it's a 365-a-day job, right? you got to wait for, for news, for rumors, all sorts of stuff. And that's what's happening with Julio Jones, right, Tori? How are you? I'm doing okay, and no, you're absolutely right. It's really funny because I didn't start covering the Falcons until right before training camp of 2020, and then, you know, I'm there for probably five, six weeks, and then Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov get fired. We get into an interim situation, and then after the season when, you know, there is a little bit of downtime for teams that don't really do that well, I went straight into a coaching GM search, straight into free agency, straight into the draft, and now we're you know, 24 7, 365 now talking about Julio Jones. I was like, I can't get a vacation quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> and, and over the last week, it's happened like even more fast and furious, right? So tell me about, about the fallout or the unpacking, unfolding of what happened after Julio Jones gets called by Undisputed. Shannon Sharp calls him and he picks up the phone on, on national TV and he says, Oh, man, no, I'm out of there, man. You He's out. out. He's out of there. And then after that, it seemed like everything kind of snowballed. Everything got rolling with more rumors. It became a much more real situation in Atlanta. What did it sound like from the team getting ready with OTAs this past week to the front office? What have you heard from what's going on with the Falcons? I like that you kind of said that it became more real because I think that's how everybody kind of felt. You know, this is something that we've been talking about as an option the Falcons could take to, to get the money to sign their draft class. It's something we've been talking about really since Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith came in, took over, because Terry Fontenot did say, he was like, if a team wants to come up with a package, a trade package, a trade offer for any player, we'll listen to them. So that always included Julio, but it wasn't really until Julio kind of said his piece and came out and had a comment that it was like, Wait, now, he's not happy, and the Falcons aren't happy that this happened. And it was almost kind of like, I don't know now how things can be reconciled. Because, you know, even though we were talking about the rumor of potentially trading Julio Jones and the Falcons were taking calls, there still is a way for the Falcons to still have Julio Jones on the team and get the money that they need to sign the draft class. Like, the salary cap issue is pretty massive, and it's not a good one, but it doesn't hinder the Falcons' ability to – keep Julio Jones on the team. So now that Julio's kind of come out and said he's out of there, I mean, it kind of just ticks up the intensity of a trade a bit more now. 
And what's funny is, you know, you hear about these teams that are in salary cap hell. You're right. There's a pathway out of this for the Falcons. And so maybe they're in like salary cap purgatory. They're just kind of waiting it out to see if they can make the moves to get into the right situation that they need. How are the fans taking this? Because Julio Jones is a, I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer. I think about teams like the Detroit Lions who had Barry Sanders and then Calvin Johnson retires early and they can just never get it going. The Falcons have had a nice core of Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. You get a big quarterback and there was lots of talk about a rebuild. And then they go and they add Kyle Pitts in the draft, one of the, the top prospects and as far as like, you know, athletic talent and ability goes since maybe Calvin Johnson or a Vernon Davis type. And now they're talking kind of like maybe this is a rebuild situation. What's the status of the franchise right now? Whether they keep Julio Jones or not, which direction are they headed in? It's very interesting because the Falcons, even before Terry Fondo and Arthur Smith came in, what Arthur Blank and Rich McKay kept saying is they kept saying that they believe that they can be competitive and win now in 2021. When Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot got in here, they said the exact same thing. But there are certain moves that do kind of show a rebuild. I mean, you think about, let's just look at the safety position in general. I mean, they brought that down to the studs and had to rebuild it back up. And it's still in a rebuilding mode because you only sign a couple of veterans on one-year deals. So when you're thinking about, you know, rebuilding, that's not win-now mode. So it almost kind of like we don't really know exactly what the Falcons like long-term vision is. Do they believe that they can win now or are they looking at a rebuild situation? And honestly, I don't know if we'll know that the full scope of that answer until we do get into 2021 and we do see what the Falcons look like going in actual competition again in a new scheme, both on offense and defense. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. And we may not know until they make a decision on Julio Jones sometime in the next week, sometime after June 1st. So we'll wait and find out what happens there. I guess the question everybody has is, what is it going to take to acquire him from the Falcons? What would the Falcons want in return? And I think the obvious answer is a first-rounder. Yeah, anybody will hand us a first-rounder for Julio, that'd be great. This guy's a future Hall of Famer, and despite what they saw from him in 2020, I think he still has a lot to contribute, especially on a team with a maybe a front-line quarterback and where he doesn't have to be the number one, and a guy like Kyle Shanahan's offense in San Francisco could be great for that. I think the other side is is you want a team where you don't have to pay a bunch of the money that's going to be able to take on Julio's salary. So, so what do you think the realistic asking price is here and obviously it depends on who's involved but but what's it going to take to acquire him yeah I know the Falcons very very much want exactly what you're talking about a first round pick and then also a team willing to take on all of Julio's base salary those are the two main points that Terry Fontenot want and he said you know even back when we were talking to him about potentially trading away that number four pick in the draft he said we're going to need something to knock our socks off and that's how I assumed he went into trade talks with Julio on the table. Like, you got to blow our socks off if you want Julio Jones. And I almost still kind of think that even given the, how things have transpired this past week with Julio kind of going and saying what he did on Undisputed, I still think that Terry Vontno is sitting there like, we want a first-rounder. We want you to take all of his base salary. But to me, I think teams are very much aware of what 2020 looks like for Julio. And I think there are going to be some conditional draft picks that teams are feeling better about giving. Let's say if he plays 11 or 12 games, then the Falcons get a second round pick. If he doesn't, they get a third round pick. I've talked to a lot of just people throughout the league and they're like, if a team is going to take on his whole salary, the idea of putting in a conditional pick 
makes it seem like there's a safety net to a certain extent, (laughs) that they're not just giving an arm and a leg for Julio, even though a healthy Julio is worth an arm and a leg. But but that's the thing. There's a lot of moving parts here because you could even look at the Falcons taking on maybe $5 million of Julio's 2021 base salary and still getting a first-round pick. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that could be put together in a package. Right, and it's funny because then you sort of have to put your money where your mouth is. It's such a relationship league, right, with these general managers and these coaches, and and even with the guys who, you know, the ownership group that has had Julio Jones since he was drafted, it's about, you know, do you really believe you can compete this year? And if you can, do you really trade Julio Jones to a contender in the NFC? And if so, how much are you taking back from that team? So what's the baseline? What do you think the absolute least amount is? And this is a funny question to ask because obviously they want the first rounder and taking a bunch of third and fourth rounders are, are probably a no-go. It's probably a, an absolute no for that. So what do you think the base is here? Is it make sure he's not in the NFC? Is it talk to him about maybe where he wants to go and keep a relationship with Julio Jones so he comes back after retirement and is a part of the franchise? Will they trade him somewhere that he'd like? What do you think the baseline is here for the Falcons? Gosh, I, I think the Falcons are in such a unique situation that I don't know how much that they – would really discuss with Julio like where he wants to go. Like I know that Julio has such a great relationship with Arthur Blank and Arthur Blank has gone, you know, to bat for Julio for the last like four or five years when, you know, Arthur Blank was the one that convinced him not to hold out in training camp before getting his new deal in 2019. So what you're talking about is very true about these relationships, but at this point in time, it's Terry Fine and Arthur Smith that are making the decisions. And there isn't really a relationship there, especially not one like there was with Julio and Dan Quinn or Julio with Arthur Blank. That's not there right now. It's going to be very interesting to see because I do think that if the Falcons get what they want, which is a first rounder, and, and they get an, an offer on the table where a team's willing to take off Julio's salary, I mean, I don't even know if it matters who's offering that at that point. I think the Falcons would be willing to take it. Yeah, it's one of the the more interesting stories. Again, you may have thought you were ready for vacation, kicking back, and uh, your your preseason got going hot and heavy early on this year, Tori. So I appreciate the time. Thanks so much. And maybe after the trade goes down, if he ends up in San Francisco, we'll definitely check in with you again. But uh, but thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you down the road. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Good stuff from Tory McElhaney, of course, covering the Atlanta Falcons for The Athletic. And yeah, if Julio Jones ends up here with the San Francisco 49ers, we will definitely have to get her back on and uh, and discuss how that trade goes down. And again, June 1st the day, so sometime after tomorrow, he'll be able to be traded. He'll be eligible to be traded uh, since he was not moved around draft time. Thank you to Tori. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. we got plenty more coming up in the weeks ahead. Baseball, as we've said before, in full swing. The Giants and the Angels in an interleague series to kick off this week. And then Matt Duffy and the Cubs come to town for a four-game set later this weekend. We can talk about some of the stuff going on with the Giants and Major League Baseball's draft right around the corner. Always a hot time of year for Farhan Zaidi and company. So until then, everybody enjoy the week. We'll be back with you. Talk Talking more Bay Area sports on Wednesday.